batter up. Katie, Katie was baseball mad, had the fever and had it bad. Just to root for the hometown crew every Sue, Katie Blue. On a Saturday, her young beau called to see if she'd like to go to see a show. But Miss Kate said, no, I'll tell you what you can do. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball game. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Sunday. Welcoming to Batter Up. Sponsored by Halpern's Cards and Collectibles here on the Sports Insanity Network. I am Mike Griffin, joined by Danny Boy Reginald Dan Ryan Stan. Morning, happy Sunday. How are you, my friend? Happy Sunday. We're live talking some more baseball. Very gloomy weather. I don't think a lot of games are postponed. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's that type of a weekend for baseball, but... Now, obviously, you want to be safe out there, so kind of, kind of a bummer. But at least we get to talk about it a little bit because there has been some good baseball. We we do get to talk about it. You're right on the weather. The Mets and Braves have already called their game for this afternoon. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow. They also called their game yesterday, and they'll have a doubleheader in August. So that's on that front. Have the Nats called their game yet, or you don't know? Um, I have not gotten an update on that. Um, I can double check. All right. Well, while you double check, we're going to talk about teams who had pr- really some pretty good Aprils, some teams that struggled in April, previous big series that are coming next week. But I can't believe we're doing this. We are opening this show <laughs> April 30th, 2023, oh by God. talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates. My lord. We have walked the plank and we're, we're going to talk pirates. If you were at if we thought we were going to talk pirates on this show, you would have thought we're talking pirates of the Caribbean. But no, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates who currently have the best record in the National League sitting at 20 and 8 at a top the NL Central. They've won four in a row. They're nine and one in their last ten. And this is the with without a, a shadow of a doubt, the best story in baseball. Now we're gonna talk about the Pirates for two different reasons, but we could start about talk about their start and boy. Unless you are a a diehard Pirates fan, nobody, Dan, saw this comic. No. What I'm more shocked about is because of the division they're in and how tough we expected some of these NL Central teams to be. That's why it's it's just mind-blowing. But... The Pirates have been playing excellent baseball. Ray hitting, Ray pitching. Derek Shelton, who got an extension, if I'm not mistaken. He got an extension recently because the Pirates believed in him. And, you know, obviously the first few seasons as manager doesn't count because the the Pirates were terrible. And, you know, you you can't – you really can't put it on him, but man, has this team turned around? And look, they're very—they're a fierce lineup, you know, up and down. Very, very fierce lineup. It's very, very impressive. Even, even minus the great O'Neill Cruz, this Pirates team can scare you big time. Nick Cruz fractured his ankle on a slide at home plate. 
early on in April. So you're right. They've done it without him. But I mean, Brian Reynolds, who we'll talk about again in a minute, five homers, 22 RBIs, but he's hitting 313 with a 348 on base percentage and a 566 slugging percentage. This was a guy who had requested a trade during the offseason. The Pirates said that's not going to happen. And we'll get into what did happen in a few minutes. But he's come out. He's on fire. Carlos Santana, who they brought in, veteran first baseman slash DH presence, seeing 281, 352 on base, 438 slug. They bring back Andrew McCutcheon, which, by the way, we all thought, oh, it's a swan song for McCutcheon. He's retiring after this year. Well, guess what? He's got five homers and 14 RBIs. Yeah. And a 355 on base percentage. This lineup, Jack Sawinski, I hope I said that right. Six homers on the year, hang 297. And let's be fair to the Pirates here. Yeah, I know they're beating up on the Nationals this weekend, but before that, they took two of three from the Dodgers. Exactly. Like that, that's. And and that's the thing. It's not they're not only beating up bad teams, they're putting up great efforts against good teams, teams that we're expecting to run back. And they have their young power. Like they're this is a young pirates team. They have some veteran presence on that team, definitely in, in Andrew McCutcheon. But then the rest of that team is a very young core that's hungry and ready to win. And it's really impressive what, what what's going on there. It really is. Yeah, and, and just to flip it to the pitching side of things, that, that's been a bugaboo for them for a long time. But mm-hmm. Mitch Keller, six starts. Five of them are quality starts. He's 3-0 with an ERA of 3.53. Vince Velasquez, four quality starts out of six. He... He's got in the area of 3.06. Rich Hill, the ageless wonder, still mm-hmm. pitching for them. Yeah. Just get, gives them something. And then they got Bednar at the back end, and he is a, a stud of all studs. But they, they have this thing going, and that that's where you brought up the point on Derek Shelton, and that's where I think this – where I want to go for just a second, because when you are a young team, I don't care the sport, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. When you are a club like this, that does not spend a ton of money and you have to wait on your farm system to develop out these players, you have to give the manager some time to develop the team. That's where I think Derek Shelton and the where the Pirates have done right by Derek Shelton, yeah. it's he's gotten the opportunity now to develop these guys. And right now, I know we're a month in. You're reaping reaping some of these benefits because these young players are playing well, the veterans are playing well, and it's a nice mesh there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it to me, I feel like they understood that this was going to take some time. And, you know, look, as much as Pirates fans don't want to be patient about winning, that's what had to happen mm-hmm. in order for these players that came from the minor leagues um, to come up and be big-time ball players, including Brian Reynolds. And Brian Reynolds, for someone that was out the door, the fact that they were able to get off to a good start and convince him that Pittsburgh is a place to be and will be a strong contender in baseball for years to come. Like, that says a lot. That That's a massive, massive 180 there from what we're hearing in the offseason. Yeah, he requested the trade in the offseason. And then earlier this week, the Pirates were able to reach – a contract extension with Brian Reynolds, eight years, $106 million. 
Mark making it the largest deal in franchise history, which is really weird because I thought Jack Sparrow would have had the largest deal in franchise history. But it's good for a guy who's been to the been the All Star representative for a number of years, and he's really an underrated player in all baseball. Brian Reynolds. Yeah, and I I just think that right now. They're in a good spot. It's very impressive what we're watching out of this Pirates team, no matter how you look at it. It's very impressive. Hope hope they can keep it up. Uh, Brian Reynolds' career numbers, he's hitting 283 career, 360 on base, 486 slugging, 261 RBIs on 79 home runs. So, but... Pirate fans, be be excited. PNC, I've never seen a game at PNC, I'll be brutally honest. But on television, it looks like a beautiful ballpark. Yeah, I go to it. Uh, you know, just don't make us walk the plank into the Allegheny. There's that. So, uh, the, the Pirates off to a hot start. The Texas Rangers also are... Off to a hot start, first place in the ALS currently. They did suffer a blow. They put Ace Jacob DeGrom on the 15-day injured list with right elbow inflammation after exits in two of his past three starts. Uh, The first one was due to right wrist soreness. This one, when he exited on Friday, was due to some forearm tightness. But an MRI showed right elbow inflammation for Jacob DeGrom. Listen, I love Jacob DeGrom. (laughs) I do. Matt Legend, love him. This is why the Mets couldn't go five years. Yeah. Because there's always something with Jacob DeGrom. Now, I know it's April and early and... The Rangers have no need to rush him here. But if argument's sake, script was flipped, script was flipped, and it was the Mets who had had this deal with him. I think a lot of people would have said, oh boy, here we go again. And so here we are, not even out of April yet. And here's his first stint on the injured list. So. A, a teeny bit of concern for me just because I know the past history of Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, it's um, it's not very shocking given that he's had injury history the last couple of years with the Mets. And, you know, look, obviously Jacob DeGrom's a great pitcher. But this man is starting to become an injury prone and an injury problem. You know, you're a Texas Rangers team that's trying to get it going, that's you know trying to change the what their ways in um, in baseball, that's trying to get back into the playoffs, that's trying to become a serious team in baseball. You can't have star pitchers like Jacob Degrom go on IL. And while it was a good signing for them, this is one of the things that they had to be concerned about when you sign him long term. And hopefully, I just hope that Bruce Bochy finds a way to sort of figure out how to deal with it while Jacob DeGrom misses some time because he's going to miss time. It's going to be over a month. Yeah, Chris Young, the GM, said they should know more in about a week to 10 days. The thing I've been wondering this about, Jake, and I wondered this for a little bit, going back to some of the mess, I wonder how he'd fit out of the bullpen. But you're not going to put a two-time Cy Young. I I know you're not, but eventually that might have to become his role because we – you – as a, fr- <clears throat> as a franchise, you can't deal with this every 
week, two weeks. When he's exiting early at two out of the last three starts, it's, okay, something's up. But when he comes back, is something going to be up again? And again, and again. And, and someone's going to say that could be the saltiness of a methan. And here, here would be my response to that. No, it's just where I know the guy's been yeah. the last number of years. I think I think that comment would be a little unfair because it's not like you didn't want Jacob DeGrom to leave. No. Are you kidding? I would have built the statue right next to Tom Seaver. Yeah. So that, that comment's a little unfair. But, no, you do make the good point that you know DeGrom. Like, this is the ins and outs of him. Mm-hmm. This is not just – you're not just saying all this – making all this criticism of DeGrom or nope. possible changes up to how he's going to pitch for the rest of his career because you're salty. No, this is the direct response of someone that has not been available for his teams. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wish nothing but the best for Jake. I, I hope he gets healthy because the game is better when Jacob DeGrom pitches. And that is what, what I care about, the game. All right. It is April 30th. It is the last day of April. And you know what they say. April showers bring May flowers. So we're going we're gonna to talk negatively for a couple of minutes about a couple of teams. Then we will rein in the positivity. That will be the May flowers. I've got to start with the White Sox. I've got to. I I picked the White Sox to win the AL Central. They're 7-21 and on the year so far. Tied with the Royals for last place in the AL Central. The only team with a worse record than the Chicago White Sox right now are the Oakland Athletics. And I'm pretty sure I can get a Little League team to beat the Athletics. I might be sure of that. I I picked the White Sox to win this division. I thought last year was an admiration. I was wrong. They stink. They're terrible. I don't know what it is. They have all this talent, and they can't put it together. So you know what? Cue cue up the, the dynamite. Queue up whatever you got to queue up. Blow it up. Just blow it up. The problem is that's going to be a massive process because you've already committed so many players. I know, but... And and you know the White Sox don't want to do that. They're going to find a way to make this work. Now, of course, if it's midseason and they have to be sellers, then that's one thing. But not right now. Not in April. Not when there's still a lot of season left. And you can still try to turn around at least. Um, But the, the big issue is that you have a lot of players that are committed. You have a lot of players that are here to win. And they're just not winning, and it's it, it's frustrating to be White Sox right now. Like it, it is. I, I mean, here here's the thing. Last night, Lance Lynn had a no hitter mm-hmm. into the seventh inning, I believe, and they were up three nothing. They lost the game twelve to three, and they were up three nothing in the seventh with a no hitter go. And then, same game, Luis Robert gets pulled for not hustling. These are the kind of things that cannot happen. They've now lost 10 games in a row. Uh The Chicago White Sox have lost 10 games in a row. No, they have been playing brutal baseball. 
I will tell you that it has been very brutal. Not everyone has been brutal, but overall, the team is not winning any games. They have a minus 68 run differential. The only team works. The A's at minus 118. (laughs) This is just inexcusable. Here's, you know, as a team, they are hitting 227. They have a 288 on base percentage and a 367 slug. That's as a team. That is not an individual person. That is as a team. In that ballpark, you should be able to hit. Right. Uh, and then the uh, on top of that, they just can't stay healthy. Yeah. You know, Moncada can't stay healthy. Eloy Jimenez can't stay healthy. By the way, good news for the White Sox, and here is positive news. Liam Hendricks revealed that he is cancer-free. And God bless him because I, I was kind of worried about him. Yeah, so great news on Liam Hendricks. But the rest of it, the White Sox two years ago mm-hmm. played the Astros in the ALDS. Yeah, and played them well. And they played them so tough. I was like, okay, this is the start of something. The White Sox have something here with this core, this nucleus. Mm-hmm. And last year, they – they stunk, and we all wanted to blame Tony Larusa. Yeah, Tony Larusa's not here. We yeah. can't put the blame on Tony Larusa. At some point now, the onus is on the players. Yeah, and to to be seven and twenty one in April. And listen, I'll run it down for you. I'll run this down for you. You start the year with against the Astros. I get it. That's hard because the Astros are the defending World Series champs. But you play them. Then you play the Giants. Then you play the Pirates, the Twins, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Rays again. The Phillies didn't get off to a hot start. The Giants haven't gotten off to a great start. I'm not saying you're better than these teams, but you need to show up. You're seven and twenty-one. For Pete's sake, look, the it's but it's a lot to ask for a team that doesn't know how to win, that doesn't have the players that could always be there to count on and to win all the time. So it's a lot to ask. And I know it's not an, it's not an excuse because it's just the reality of the situation. It's a lot to ask for this, for this group. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes teams have to take a look and reevaluate things. Could be a lineup change. Maybe, maybe you look into the minor league system, give that spark. There's certain things that the White Sox can do to turn it around. And right now, it's just, it's a very, very frustrating thing to look at. You know, right now, if I look at the White Sox, I think any team could beat them. I think the A's could beat them, for crying out loud. And the A's are the worst in baseball. Like there, there's just no look. There's, there's no. It's, it's tough to watch, and look, the White Sox fans don't deserve it. The Chicago sports fans are the greatest sports fans ever. You know, they, they don't deserve products like this being mm-hmm. put on the field every day. Do you fire yeah, so, the manager? Yeah, the the dumpster fire that is the White Sox. Then the National League. You have the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, And at at 10 and 18, they're 10 games in back of the Pirates. Yeah. You know, my my poor brother, you know, he's a sports reporter out in St. Louis. 
and he has to watch that team and he he gets frustrated watching that team and of course how, how can you not because you know you're covering that that team so I, I i certainly feel for him and all other people that have to cover the cardinals on a daily basis the cardinals are trash bottom line and who would have thought losing a player like Yadier Molina would make a massive difference in that pitching staff. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I'll go stuff. Wayne, Adam Wainwright hasn't pitched yet, and I'm going, there's no way all of your hopes lie on the right arm of a 40-year-old pitcher. Yeah, no, it, it, it's total crap. And the hitting hasn't helped either. No, no, great point. Nolan Arenado seeing 239. Now, do I expect that to continue? No, Nolan Arenado's back of the baseball card speaks volumes of the kind of hitter he is. Goldschmidt's on his thing. Nolan Gorman's playing well, six homers already. You know, but they need, need some more out of some of these guys. But I, I go to your point on the pitching, man. Like, Jordan Montgomery's got a 3 3 4 ERA, and he's got four quality starts out of six. Uh-huh. Jack Flaherty has one quality start. Miles Michaelis has one quality start. Steven Matz, meet the Mats, step right up and meet the Mats. He doesn't have a quality start, and his ERA's. Over six. Yeah. He can't stay on. He can't stay on. In any- right. Michaelis, ERA right under six at 5.97. And here's the other thing. They're walking people. They have 97 walks given up as a pitching staff. Uh-huh. Flaherty, 21 walks in 32 innings. Matt's 13 walks in 26 innings. These are the things that will come back to bite you as a pitching staff. Walks. So, if you're going to ask me if I think the Cardinals could turn it around, the answer is yes, but they need to do it quickly. But how now, quick- some teams who, who had some pretty good starts. Yeah, I'm just saying last thing on, on the, the Cardinals. Oh, go ahead. Uh, they need to do it quick. I mean, they're in last place in the division. And they were supposed to be at least at the top. They were the front runner. So it, that that's certainly frustrating to see. And coming up, they got the Angels coming into town and the Tigers coming into town before they play the Cubbies. Speaking of the Cubbies, uh-huh. they're off to a pretty nice start. They are. For- <laughs> 14 and 12, five games in back of the Pirates, but yeah, four and six in their last 12. But I want to give the Cubbies their due because they are two games over 500 and they've played pretty good baseball. They're young, they're fun to watch. Patrick Wisdom gives you the wisdom to hit 20 RBIs, man. 10 homers, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. six homers, not hitting 188. He's in yeah. 295. Yeah, I was talking to a Cubs fan the other day about it, about him, because I feel like when the stars were there in L.A., like when they had like a whole stack of stars, I think Bellinger was sort of lost in the fold. Now that he's sort of the man-ish, in Chicago, I think he's starting to get back into form. I think his confidence is, is sort of there now. I think the best thing for him is to be out of L.A. because yeah. especially come the summertime when the, the wind's blowing out at Wrigley, that'll help him put up his numbers. Yeah. But you could just tell there there's – I'm not saying he's MVP Cody Bellinger because I don't know if that guy's coming back. No. But this is a Cody Bellinger who – who presents damage to the lineup and, and the length of that lineup when you include a wisdom and Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, right? You know, it, it, it's going flip sided to the pitching. 
Justin Man of Steel, 4-0. ERA of 1.19. Marcus Stroman's 2-2, but an ERA of 2.29. Drew Smiley Face had a perfect game going the other day until Jan Gomes decided he's playing for the Bears now and tackles him. (laughs) The the pitching is good. The offense is good enough. The Cubbies deserve some respect in the NL Central. Yeah. I'm very impressed by Justin Steele. I really am. This guy, he he fools everybody with his pitches. And he's so durable, too. Like, this guy can stay out for as long as he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So, So the Cubbies off to a great start. How about the first place in the NLS, the Arizona Diamondbacks? Mm-hmm. Very, very strong Diamondbacks team for sure. That oh, They are young and they're impressive. Did you see Zach Gallen start and how he went to 28 scoreless innings? Like Zach Gallen is the best starting pitcher and baseball that nobody talks about. Exactly. Nobody well, talks about Zach. Kind of like well, Sandy Alcantara last going into last year. It's the organization that he's in, and it, which which is very frustrating because you know it, this is not the only time he's shown this. Like we know, we knew this of him. Yeah. Dude is four and one with a two point one five ERA. And he has 51 strikeouts in 37 and two-thirds innings. Mm-hmm. And he's got great hair. You got to give him the, the hair, too. So, Gallon's a stud. Corbin Christmas carols hitting over 300 to start the year. Now, he did go out with a leg injury. So, that's something that we need to watch out for. Yeah. He but he's out. hitting 309, 374 on base, 536 slugging. Yeah. Lourdes Gurriel, who they got from, I believe, Seattle, is giving them some some offense. Okay. Christian Walker's giving them offense. Yeah, good for good for him. Good for Christian Walker. You know, could tell Marte, you know, they they need him to turn it up. But this team right now is in first place in a division where the Dodgers and Padres exist. Yeah. Well, even even the, the play of Josh Rojas. Yeah. You know, he has 16 RBIs and a 287 average so far. Like, you know, and, and what I'm noticing out of these hitters in the lineup, they're no more than 31, 32 years old. Everyone else is like fairly young. So they're another one of those teams that, you know, you can keep around for a long time because they're young and hit and they're ready to go. Yeah, they're game up currently on the Dodgers, two up on the Padres, four on the Giants. By the way, the Padres did get Fernando Tatis back in Arizona So last week. That'll, that'll eventually make a huge difference for the Padres. Yeah, he, he'll, he, he he's going to make his run. You know that. All right, and the, the other team off to a good start. Listen, we could talk about the Rays, but we'll get to them in a bit. Talk about the Blue Jays, but I, I had a high expectation. I didn't know what to expect out of the Orioles. Yeah, they're they were a team that we still didn't quite know what we'll get. Not necessarily. We, we didn't think the Orioles were going to be a bad team. We just didn't know what Orioles were going to get. Are we going to get the Orioles team that was the same as last year, where they make a playoff run? They may or may not make it. We don't know. Or are we going to get some explosive action from this team? And so far, we've gotten the latter. And the the young talent they have. Stone Cold Steve Austin Hayes, 319 average, 367 on base, 549 slugging with four homers, 10 RBIs. Ryan Mountcastle, six homers. Adley Rutschman, four homers, 17 RBIs, hitting 293 with an on base over 400 and slugging 434. You know, and then you got guys like Gunnar Henderson and Cedric Mullins. Adam Frazier was a nice addition. 
that lineup too. The young position players have come along. They brought in Kyle Gibson over the offseason. Pitching staff-wise, he's 4-0. ERA under four. Yeah. So he's doing what he's got to do. This team is young and they're fun to watch. Yeah, their pitching still remains to be seen. I mean, I know Gibson's done pretty well. Wells has done pretty well as well, Tyler Wells. Um, you got to mm-hmm. give him credit too. Um, and look, the, the, the bottom line is this the pitching still remains to be seen. Bullpens is fairly good. Bullpen's okay. Um, and starting pitching, it's iffy, but as long as the Orioles hitting is there, like you know, you, you really can't, it's really tough to lose a game. So Right now, what I'm seeing out of the Orioles, it's a very, very, very positive uh, ball club, very positive production out there. I really do like what I'm seeing out of the Baltimore Orioles. That's scary because we expect the Yankees to be good, and the Yankees, they're struggling right now, but they'll they'll pick it back up. You know, Judge is out with the hip. He'll be out for a while. Um, we expect the Yankees, we expect the Blue Jays, and then the Rays are always – I've been saying it. They're always in it. So now what we're seeing is a very, very, very tough AL East that's going to be highly competitive when all those four teams that I listed are going to be back up and fiery and running it up. And Oh, my God. That, that is going to be some division race. I'm telling you, man. I, I yeah. have a good feeling it's going to be some big-time division race. Yes. Positive. Cubs, D-backs, Orioles, negative Cardinals, White Sox. Yeah, but the Cardinals, the, 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 it's a it's a really bad showing. It, it's 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 it's, it's a bad April. Yeah. If this was show and tell, they would both fail. Yeah. Now look uh, again when it comes to April baseball, it, it's not the season because it's only one the beginning month. The issue is when it gets into May and closer to June. It carries over when it hits June, and the teams are still what they what they are. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a massive problem to deal with. So the hope is that the White Sox turn around. I don't know if they can. Um, Cardinals. I, mean, I, I have more Cardinals. belief in the Cardinals than I do the White Sox. Yeah. So and stuff, and then for the teams that are starting off strong. Look, teams are going to pick it up, so you have to remain on course. And I think they can. And the Cubs, they're in a good spot. They don't have to win the division. They just have to make no, playoffs. Just be and competitive. They're, and they're in it. They yeah, are- they'll be in it all year. There's no, not a knock on the Pirates we talked about earlier. The Pirates aren't going to come back to earth. In my opinion, eventually they'll come to earth a little bit. Yeah. The, the, I don't know. The, again, I don't know if they'll lose the the division lead. I mean, if they if they if they have a strong May, which is as strong as what they had in April, that says something. Yep. All right. So the Giants and Padres are playing in Mexico City last night and this afternoon uh later on this afternoon. Rob Manfred earlier this week was asked about the possibility of expanding to Mexico City for me this in a conversation with the Associated Press, he has never been close to the idea of Mexico as an expansion expansion opportunity, close quote. Uh, Dan, do you think Mexico City would be, would be an interesting fit for Major League Baseball? Mexico has become a great baseball market. Now, they haven't had much in Major League Baseball, only about 146 or so um, have come through the MLB ranks. But Mexico, when we saw in the World Baseball Classic, Ripken, Mexico is in on the baseball. You can tell. They love it. It's a popular sport where they are now. Now, look, it, it obviously, it's probably not the most popular. probably will never be. 
baseball certainly doesn't want it to be. Well, they, they, of course, they want it to be popular everywhere. But as long as there's popularity and there's a want for ba- for more baseball, that's all that matters. And Mexico wants it. The question is, can they, one, support the baseball, have good sustainability, and you know, cover the cost of an expansion team? I would use this series with the Padres and Giants as a trial run. And then next year, I would send two other teams back. And so far, it's been mostly the Padres that have been to Mexico City. Yeah, I I would, I would, before I would expand, I would continuously set series there just to see how it goes from a tourist attraction wise. Because I agree, from what we saw in the World Baseball Classic, they bring it. Yeah. Well, they, they bring it, those fans. They do capacity crowds in Phoenix. And, of course, Phoenix, they're, they're right at the border. But, you know, they drew capacity crowds in Arizona. They drew massive crowds in, you know, all over the place. Miami, all that stuff. Like, they show up. This is a good baseball market. But, again, can they support it? Because a lot of these baseball stadiums in Mexico don't go anything north of 20,000 seats. In, in baseball, this is not going to be a Tampa Bay race type situation where you can get away with 20,000 seats. You're going to have to put up a little bit more than that. And don't let possums in your broadcast booth like the Oakland A's. That, that's the other part of that. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I do. I think it'd be a lot of fun to put a team in, in Mexico or put a team in back in Montreal. You know, I think the I know the ship has probably sailed on Montreal. I'm just saying from my point of view, I think it'd be fun. It's different. Look, we, we don't we have it. This is the first American professional sports league that's looking into the possibility of Mexico. I know the NFL has also teased it too, but I don't think the NFL wants any part of it. I think they'll just keep it as an international series and they'll continue to bring in teams and stuff. But Major League Baseball, the fact that they're talking about it and they're constantly talking, it's different. And I think that we should look into it because mm. of the what Mexico can bring. No, that's fair point. Very fair point. So, and what did this boost the Mexican, the rate of Mexicans coming into Major League Baseball? It very well could. You know, yeah. And then you have Mexico minor leagues, like, or even if they want minor leagues and they want to have their farm system be the Mexico League, the local Mexico leagues. Like, you know, there's so many things you can do with this that could yeah. make it very, very, very successful. So we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. But, yeah, Rob Manfred, uh, keep an eye out. Yeah, right now I think Rob Manfred is leaning towards a no um, based on what he – based on the vibe he's giving. He's leaning towards a no. Mm -hmm. But it's – he'll continue to put it out there because why not? It's it's intriguing. It's very intriguing. It is. So we'll see what happens there. On to the series to watch for the week. We, we got to start with this because this is what I don't think people saw coming as a massive series. But we started the show talking Pirates. Mm-hmm. Best record in the NL. They're going to St. Pete and mm-hmm. put, taking on the Rays, who have the best record in all of baseball. Yeah. So, it's... Listen, this series will feature young, exciting players, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, the guys we mentioned for the Pirates before. And it's two small marketed teams who are playing so well right now. That's what makes this such a good series. And it's also an interleague matchup. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, you're getting the best of the American League 
versus the best of the National League. And it, it's quite, it's quite, quite good. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually very excited about this series. Um, now, yeah. who, who I think will win, probably the Rays. But, man, if the Pirates can bring it up, oh, man, that would be awesome to watch. Like, I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You have two teams in the top five in batting average. You have two teams who have done, who are in the top five in ERA with the Rays and the Pirates. So it is an evenly matched series. So it should be fun to watch. Another big one in the National League. Phillies travel to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The Phillies are starting to roll. Yeah. They are eight and two in their last 10. They've won four in a row. And they are now three and a half games behind the Braves. Meanwhile, the Dodgers are six and four in their last 10. They've won two in a row. Game back of Arizona. So this series will have a playoff feel to it between the Phillies and, and the Dodgers. The, the one thing I'll say on the Dodgers, I'm going through ESPN stats right now, the Dodgers are 27th in baseball at batting average. Yeah. The only three teams below them are the Tigers, the Mariners, and the Royals. That's it. But they're near the top for home runs. It's not good comp- – batting average-wise, it's certainly not good company. Um, while I know teams like the Dodgers can sort of get away with having a low batting average as long as they get the necessary runs via the home run or via the big-time hit that will score multiple runs. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those type of situations where having the best batting average isn't sort of required by the Dodgers. But it's not good company to be in if you're in the bottom tier with the Royals, the Tigers, and the Mariners. Like, you know, it, it's it, it's not. It's not good company. You got to bring that up a little bit. Like, you know, because if, if you're going to show that team, if teams look at you and know that you can't hit the ball, it takes one big start by a team to, you know, obliterate any chance in a playoff, right? Yeah, and, and you can't be so reliant on the home rumble because that's not always going to work for you. But right. eventually, Mookie Betts will get hot, and Freddie Freeman's really good. And, and these I'm, other I'm pieces. A, I'm a bit concerned about Freddie Freeman, though, because, yeah. you know, look, has he overall, has he been good? Yeah, but he hasn't been great. He's not smelling, I don't smell Atlanta Brave Freddie Freeman right now. And I think that's a concern if you're a Dodger fan. I think we should be concerned about that. I, I don't think he's giving you exactly what he set out to do. I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm concerned on, on Freeman or Betts. Uh, James Outman's off to a nice start. The guy I'm kind of concerned on, I'm not really concerned but J.D. Martinez hitting 250, I, I don't think that'll, that's something that'll continue. Chris Taylor's not going to hit a buck 45. Yeah. Will Smith is healthy again, so he, he'll help that out. But they, you're right. They can't be relying on the home run. They need to hit more for average. But the, most of these guys, the back of the baseball card, is something that will come through. I'm more intrigued by them pitching-wise. Kershaw was really good last night against the Cardinals. Arias has been pretty good. They just got Gonsolin back, but they they really miss Walker Bueller, and they're going to continue to miss Bueller. So maybe they April, again we're in April. Come deadline, maybe they'll look to add another starter. But the the last year, and the Phillies red hot and. Have, they look like they're getting Bryce Harper back sooner rather than later. Um, well, I, well, I know that you know when it comes to the the elbow surgery, you know, as long as it's good enough to hit, that's what he's going to do. He, he okay, so he's not going to be in the outfield. 
They, that, they've talked about putting him at first base. Which... You have another. You have enough out. Oh, that's another good point. You have enough outfielders to work with. So if you can sort of do that hybrid DH first base type of thing for Bryce, and, and insert him in the lineup, that's what you got to do. Yeah, you need him in the lineup. This is what that lineup needs. Schwarber, Castellanos, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper. Oh my. But, but but it's good on the Phillies that they're at least good enough to stay afloat until yeah. they get uh, Last series this week, we'll talk about Ailey showdown. The Blue Jays go to Fenway to take on the Red Sox. Yeah, this would be a really easy series for the Blue Jays. The Red Sox are trash. Bob. You say that. But the Red Sox are only a game back of the Yankees right now. You know what? But, yeah, but you know what? The Red Sox trash. <laughs> Bottom line. Now, now look, I, I have nothing to say about the Yankees. They're also doing pretty bad as well. Oh. They're very close. But when, it, when you compare them to the other three teams in, in the division, the Red Sox don't come close. The Blue Jays are a far better team. They're a better team on paper. They're certainly watching wise. They're certainly better. You can't you can't watch the Blue Jays and the Red Sox and say that the Red Sox have a chance. No. Blue Jays pitching better. Blue Jays hitting better. So dominant. If you're as good, dominant. I mean, they're great. Matt Chapman, who had a great month of April, 372, 519 RPIs. You got Vlad. You got Bo Bichette. You got George Springer. You mentioned the pitching. Gosman's been sensational. The You know, the, the Red Sox have stayed afloat here. They're at 500 currently. But, you know, they need to find that consistency. But. Wait to see what happens there. Those are the three series for the week that we're talking about. <clears throat> but that'll do it for this edition of Batter Up, part of the Sports Insanity Network, sponsored by Halpern's Cards and Collectibles. Check out this podcast and any other SIN-related podcast, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Check out YouTube, where we are now, for great vlogs. Check out the great website, www.thesportsandcinematynetwork.com. Hey, blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. Meet the crew. Uh, follow us on socials, Dan. Yeah, uh, at S-I-N. No, sorry. Wrong wrong Twitter handle. At S-Insanity Real. That is our network Twitter. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Yeah. And for Danny Boy Reginald, I am Mike Griffin. Thank you for listening to Batter Up, sponsored by Halpern's Cards and Collectibles. We'll talk to you next Sunday, everyone. Enjoy the baseball. Have a great weekend. Namaste. Peace, folks. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports and Sandy Network.